I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty gritty so you can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is Federation of Damanhur. What is the Federation of Damanhur? Well, it's a highly secretive Italian cult who has a massive labyrinthian subterranean base filled with paintings, sculptures, and pieces of technology that they claim have the ability to commune with aliens. Oh, and prolong human life. One, a shining sun and a passion buried deep underground. The Federation of Damanhur, or sometimes just called Damanhur, is a commune, eco-village, and cultist compound located in the Piedmont region of northern Italy. The community, which is located in the foothills of the Alps in the Ciusuela Valley, has its own constitution and currency, the Credito. Damanhur is named after the ancient Egyptian city Damanhur and was founded in 1975 by a man named Oberto Eraudi. The neo-pagan and new age beliefs of this cult have attracted a surprisingly large following, starting with only 24 in 1975. By the year 2000, the following had ballooned to well over 800 people. Oberto Oraudi went by the name Falco and was born in Balangero, Italy. He established the cult in order to facilitate man's connection with nature. It always starts out with that innocent, that innocent goal. Melodious chimes welcome visitor and citizen to Dan Manhur in the foothills of the Italian Alps. Many find it a bizarre complex. Despite appearances, devotees say it's not a religious center, but represents a new way of living, an alternative lifestyle based on meditation and the study of magic and the paranormal. The 600 inhabitants and the 15,000 supporters they claim worldwide talk of awakening the divine in themselves. This looks like the set from the dark crystal <laughs> yeah it really does yeah yeah expanding their awareness they say the process moves towards enlightenment through several reincarnations every enterprise so i feel i feel like it's i feel like it needs to be explained that what we just saw was that there was in this wooded area there was a bunch of rocks arranged to create a spiral path leading inward to a tree. So this path that goes in a circle, smaller, smaller, and then ends at this tree in the center of this path created by rows of rocks. And a guy just walked along this path slowly, so just going in a circle in this path, got to the center to the tree, and then hugged the tree. He hugged the tree. The best part of that to me, though, was how the audio was mixed. Did you notice that the... the also, just for the record, this this video that we're watching is an Associated Press uh, news article uh, video from March 17th, 1995. Um, but it's the voiceover is underneath the the video footage audio. So the sounds of him like watching walking through the forest are like and then it's like this cults. They're trying to restore a connection with nature, but also they're fucking crazy. They, they walk in a, in a circular path to the center and hug trees, which is like literally the stereotypical thing that people 
accuse like hippies of as being tree huggers, and they're just literally out here hugging trees. Dan Manhur, and there are about 40, ranging from healing to farming, is rooted in what community members call ancient science that can concentrate energies which interact between people and the environment. What many consider an eccentric foundation was the brainchild of Roberto Airaudi. In 1975, he and 11 companions decided to establish a place apart where they could find themselves and the vital rhythms they say link living beings with environmental forces. Their ambition resulted in the creation of a unique... Okay, so this guy, I'm assuming this is Alberto. I don't actually think that's Al Rowdy. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think that's him though. He's, he's got a, a real specific... We're going to watch an interview with him in a second after this. But Okay, yeah. well, who, whoever this guy is... He just landed on a in a small on a small helicopter landing pad in the middle of this compound of this cult in this single man helicopter and he gets out and this 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 was from 1990 this is 1995 yeah this this dude gets out looking like a straight up 2023 silver lake hipster yeah straight up yeah straight up center of excellence in many arts and crafts organized on a cooperative basis Art and the study of beauty are basic to Dan Manhua's approach to life. Artistic Endeavor members say, refines the individual's yeah, sensitivities so and gives the community an identity. The hand So we're, we're looking at like brass sculptures and paintings and people working looms and perfecting arts, arts and crafts. The colors too produced at the center in what's said to be the most advanced laboratory for research into vegetable dyes in the country. Exclusive metal jewelry is worked according to principles said to capture natural energies to the wearer's benefit. Yeah, this just looks like a craft co-op in Seattle. Yeah, 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 for real. It's interesting, too, because like a lot of the stuff that gets put forward in terms of how the cult is described, usually the arts and the specifically the subterranean catacombs that we're going to get to in a little bit are placed front and center and there are these very eerie frankly to me a little disturbing paintings that are really showcased when people talk about the the cult but it's fascinating to see a step behind all of that artistic craftsmanship and mastery like objective skill is just like poor people working in like we're looking right now at a, at a still of somebody working in like a, a dye lab like making food or something and they're wearing like a hard hat and like a construction worker get up like it, it looks just like if you had just told me that this is like you know some industrial kitchen in like middle of nowhere i totally would have believed you like it it's and it, it it's such a bleak gray existence and it's interesting that you would kind of as a cult ensnare people with this this idea of artistic mastery and like look at what our look at what we've allowed our our um denizens and our our kind of constituents to progress in like they've they've moved emotionally up the kind of the ability and emotion emotional um hierarchy i'm trying to not say maslow's hierarchy of needs um <laughs> into into this place where they're they they don't have to worry about things that every, everybody else has to worry about don't you also not to want don't you also not want to have to deal with like worrying about rent and grocery shopping and then behind that kind of smoke screen is 
Yeah, not everybody's going to be that, though. There's going to be, like, the guy who has to work the septic tank or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of remind, it reminds me of, of a couple things. Um, I don't remember her name because this is, like, a thing that I read about a long time ago, and I don't have it off the top of my head. But there's this... Um, there's this uh, this clothing designer slash performance artist who creates these articles of clothing that are made in the style of clothing that was created in like the 1700s, basically. And she uses all the same techniques and the same tools. And she creates these pieces of clothing that are handmade in these in this old style. I think part of it was like, there's a type of method for creating clothes where you like tie it to like a stone and like let it like and put it underwater in the ocean and like something about the waves crashing against it and the salt like creates some kind of like effect that strengthens the cloth or something something like that. I forget what it is exactly, but she does all these methods and she makes like shirts and frocks and dresses and all these things and then she sells them for like one shirt will cost like $10,000 or whatever, some crazy amount. And basically it's like, it's supposed to be this like art, this statement about how like, this is what the actual work that goes into making clothing by hand is worth. I put an insane amount of work into these, this clothing using these old styles. And in order to like compensate for that time, you would need to pay like 10 grand for this shirt. And she's like really not, I mean, she, I think she like sells to like rich people, but like, she's really not trying to sell the clothes. She's trying to make a statement about how like we've turned clothing into this disposable thing where you think that like, oh, you just fucking go to Target and buy like a shirt for 10 bucks or whatever. But like, that's only because of the mass, like commodification of the process and using slave labor and and uh, automation and putting people out of jobs. And it's only by this capitalistic system that we're able to like buy a shirt for $10 when in reality, like this is how much like a fucking shirt would actually cost if you just, uh, if you were paying a person directly for their time to make a shirt without exploiting anybody. Um, and it kind of seems like this is almost like what this is. It's like this meditative commune devoted to this idea of like removing yourself from modern society and then just like collectively just like making things by hand and storing them as almost like, cause you know, they're not valuable in the way that priceless pieces of art by famous artists are valuable. Like, Oh, we've, we're, we have a museum full of Monet's and, and, uh, and Rembrandt's and all these things. It's like, no, we made this stuff and we we have a museum not dedicated to the value of this art, but dedicated to like the craft of having made it, you know. ...signs are sold to raise funds for the ongoing building at the center. Many goods are exported, books to Brazil and Spain, confectionery to Japan, the United States and Arab countries. Oh, and the other thing that it reminds me of, which I was, I forgot to mention, but that what she just said actually reminded me of it. The other thing it reminds me of is this other cult called, uh, I forget the name of the cult is like ridiculous. I can't remember it, but it's led by this guy called Gabriel of Arantia. And uh, we almost did an episode about this, but we didn't slash haven't done an episode about it. And we might never do an episode about it for reasons that I don't want to talk about, but uh, it was essentially, he, it's essentially a cult where he has all these businesses that he owns in, um, in Arizona, in this, in this town. 
he owns a bunch of businesses, like a like a masseuse place and like a place that sells groceries and food and all these different things. And then he has a recording studio and a radio station on his compound. And the whole cult is dedicated to like running these businesses and running this recording studio and radio station. And so it's all these people who work in these places and make things and sell them. And it's all, all this money goes to like income for the cult. But essentially what it is, is just like, it's just slave labor essentially, because he has all these, these members that just work in these businesses for free. So he, he basically is just running a multi, he's running a business where he's making a profit from products, but all of the labor is free. And that's also, also what this kind of reminds me of. It's almost like a, it's like a weird middle ground between the two. Yeah, I mean, Scientology does the same thing, you know, a lot of cults use this structure of like, you know, uh, that what it's what's the Hail Bob Comet people? Uh, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate did the same thing where they had like one or two people who worked and everybody else were kind of like borderline weird slave labory indentured servanty types. Organic food products. Dan claims its Compagnia della Buona Terra is the Italian leader. Dan Manhur is named after an ancient Egyptian city. It sees itself as a mini-state and its people as a nation. It has its own schools, its own flag, constitution, elected bodies and currency. It has one daily and three weekly newspapers and an internal broadcasting system. The highest authority is with the guides, elected every six months. Their directions are implemented by the Citizen Senate, also elected. A College of Justices protects the Constitution, but the heart of Dan Manhua is underground. The Seven Faces in the middle of the ceiling of the Earth Hall were inspired by an ancient legend about the lost world of Atlantis. The hall, dedicated to the male principle, is one of the many rooms in the Temple of Mankind, a remarkable 4,000 cubic meter building inside the mountain. Its rooms on five different levels are linked by hundreds of meters of corridors. The whole composition tells of the individual's progress from birth by death to reincarnation. This the this music is like actually three women singing in this big chamber. I don't know I don't know what it says about me, but A, the artwork in this chamber is very scary to me, and B, I'm incredibly drawn to it. And I specifically want to go there and just like hang out while these people have their weird cult songs because they're beautiful. They're so eerie. The eight pillars of the Earth Hall are covered with vitreous china in white and gold. Like all surfaces in the temple, the hall's floor is decorated with mathematical and other ancient symbols understood only by initiates. Each hall is likewise dedicated to a specific magic function. From the Hall of the Spheres, the community says contact can be made with everywhere on Earth and messages sent to improve international relations and the development of the human race. The adjacent laboratory studies the three great energy rivers, or synchronic lines. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm into the aesthetic of this cult. Girdle the earth and intersect at Dan Manhur. It's why they built the Temple of Mankind here. This copper and precious stone system is said to amplify temple activities for interplanetary transmission. 
The Hall of Mirrors, dedicated to the sky, air and light, houses the largest leaded glass cupola on Earth. A spectacular setting for individual and group creativity. It's also kind of funny when you have a cult where it's like, our mission is dedicated to amplifying the energy of the universe and externalizing it through our bodies to bring love and art and spirituality to the earth and remove ourselves from the secular and worldly toxins that invade all people. But then the cult is like one old dude and everybody else are young women. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like something else is going on here, bro. I feel like you might have some other intentions. An Egyptian falcon hovers over the design, which is inspired by the journey of light from the sun. Every architectural feature and detail of the temple follows a precise code of forms and proportions in accordance, the designers say, with a language that's thousands of years old. The total cost of the undoubtedly inspired engineering and decor is put at more than $6 million. It took 16 years to bring the temple to its present stage of development, the whole work done by hand. Even the excavating used nothing more powerful than a pneumatic hammer. When Damanhur's pioneers first... My God, they just, they personally hand-excavated this tunnel. ...with the forces of nature, they wanted privacy and worked in secret. See, I wouldn't trust myself to do that. I'd be like, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm excavating this tunnel, like, we're going to die. Like, we need to get some contractors out here ASAP. The dispute has now reached the floor of the Italian parliament, which is expected to pass a bill legitimizing the extraordinary underground building, which technically should not have proceeded without permission. If the bill becomes law, it will allow further building. The community says so far only 15% of the eventual temple is completed. If the other 85% is ever built, the result will certainly rank as one of the most remarkable and extraordinary works of art in all history. I love that it's like a, you know, factual, all right, so we're just going to tell you about this weird cult, and then at the end of it, they're like, and if they really succeed, that's just going to be badass. Yeah, they're just like, if, if if they pull this off, like, I'm I'm joining. But yeah, so so just to kind of summarize, just to kind of summarize some of that, you know, the, the cult, again, started by this guy named Falco, whose real name is Oberto Erraudi. He becomes obsessed with kind of not to be confused with other Falco um, writer and performer of Rock Me Abadeus. Uh, so he he becomes obsessed with the idea of or maybe it is that guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. But I wish it was. Um, he becomes obsessed with the idea of, um, you know, reclaiming man's connection to nature and also um, kind of uh, uses every trick in the book in terms of he just takes every religion and he's like, yep, they're all yep. Everyone, every one of these guys, they all had some good stuff. Whatever you need to hear from me for a bunch of hot young women to live with me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, he kind of sets up this cult initially with only, you know, whatever, 11, 20 people. And then um, it starts to grow pretty rapidly. And they, m m the vibe I get is 
really just to give them a mission statement more than anything else, like some sort of like North Star to achieve, you know, to go for. He starts, you know, digging this underground cathedral, ostensibly this this massive network of temples, subterranean temples. And it takes them like 16 years to make the main room. And that's just the beginning. Then they start painting it. They start putting sculptures and putting these weird kind of Greco-Roman statues and, and columns and ornate filigree and murals all over it. Um, and they, they basically they're still working on it today is my understanding. Um, and it's going to be fascinating when you see some of the later footage because all those walls that just kind of have like a couple squiggly lines on them are going to be like transformed. Like some of the walls have like paintings of like, you know, a tall purple man or like a vista that's totally definitely a real place named Atlantis. And like some of them are kind of blank walls that just have like these mathematical or Dominurian language scrawled on them. And we're going to see some footage later that's just like every one of those walls is just labored over by craftspeople. Yeah, see, that's that's where I would that's where I would uh, wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to stay with the cult. Like I'm on board with the mission statement. Like I, 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 I'm I'm into the aesthetic. I love the artwork. I love the singing all on board with all this stuff. Like, I really think that there's going to be a bull run on the credito pretty soon. Like I'm full. I'm I, I'm willing to exchange all of my USD for credito. But the fact, like, if I, I'm already, like, when I go into, like, fucking underground chambers and shit, like, when we, we went to, we went to New York, and we went into that, like, World Trade Center museum that's just, like, underneath the ground, this big, giant thing. And even, even when those things that are, like, professionally built by huge construction teams, I'm always just, like, this fucking thing's gonna collapse, like, we're gonna fucking die in here. Like, if, if I went into that thing, and they were, like, oh, some dude just made this. Like some some just old dude just like dug this hole. I would just be like, nah, like <laughs> I can't I can't be in this cult. This cult is too is is too is too uh, scary, but not in a way of like, oh, I'm scared by your ideology, but I'm scared of your tunnel collapsing on my head. Yeah, when I was in Paris a couple of weeks ago, we went to the we went to the um, catacombs. Uh, and initially I was like, ooh, catacombs, skulls, dead people. This is going to be fucking sick. And then we started going down there and there were so many people and we were all walking in a single file line through these tiny hallways, you know, 400 feet below ground that I was like, if if something happens and we can't get out of here, we're fucked. Like, there's so many people. People can start rioting and like, this is terrifying. And I started getting like super claustrophobic at one point. And was just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to die. Why did I come down here? I don't want to die with all these fucking corpses. Who knows what these corpses have? There's just like literal human bones everywhere. There, there's some fucking rats in here. I know there's rats in here. It's Paris. There's rats everywhere. We're going to fucking die. I'm going to get hauntovirus. Like, what am I doing? Why did I come down here? And Nicole, like, had a little like walking tour thing, giving her a little, and she was like, oh, isn't this interesting? And I was like, we're, we need to leave. Like, I'm. I'm gonna fucking freak the fuck out. <laughs> it's like it's like seeing an ostrich up close. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you 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 just described me in public at any moment. <laughs> um. So the things that are kind of interesting to me about the cult that I just want to point out: one is the fact that they use art 
as this shield, you know, where they kind of are both using it to prove to people that they're not crazy, <laughs> which is like if you look at their paintings and sculptures and stuff, it's like, mm, I don't know, you're a little, little left center here. Uh, and two, they're using it as a way of like in recruiting people and being like, hey, check out all of the art that we make. Two, uh, they believe that they can communicate with an alien race called the self, um, which you'd think would be a metaphor, but they mean it literally. There are extra dimensional beings that they communicate with called the self um, on top of Judeo-Christian and Muslim and and during their and during their meetings, they're like, "All right, note to self," <laughs> and then everyone laughs. They're like, oh, "I'm just joking. Well, let's let's talk to these aliens." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have these large communication chambers where they feel they think they can transport their consciousness to the plane or planet or whatever where the self live, and they can communicate with them. Um, pretty fucking trippy, if you ask me. Pretty interesting. Um, and uh, the other thing I want to point out is that. You know, the video that we just watched was from 95 and Falco was still alive at that point. Uh, he died in 2013. And this is one of the few cults that didn't collapse when their leader died. Um, they basically have just turned his birthday and the day he died into holidays. Wait a minute, Dave. You forgot Christianity. <laughs> right. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting to me that they've survived their leader and their founder, um, and they are pushing forward and, you know, it's a decade now after he's died and they're still just doing their thing, making this giant temple, communicating with the aliens. Um, and they've also tried to like rebrand themselves in recent times where they're like, you can just come stay here. We don't like make people give us all their money and like give up all their earthly possessions and stop talking to their families and take new names no, we, we don't we don't really do that. Like, you don't have to be named after an animal. You could, but we don't we don't like make you do that. And we definitely don't make you give up all of your fucking money or anything. No, we would never do that. that I mean, that, that that's a, that's a common tactic, though, in cults. Like, that's what Heaven's Gate did. Like, bef before they fucking took drank the Kool-Aid or no, that, that was Jonestown. What how did how did Heaven's Gate kill themselves? They all dressed in sweatsuits, Nike uh nike running shoes and then they all the the leader like drugged everybody i think i think it was kool-aid actually maybe i don't know were they i, I thought it was i thought it was jonestown that, that drank the 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 flavor aid which was what actually what it was i forget anyway whatever i watched that i watched that fucking four or five part documentary all about heaven's gate i should know this but i don't but before they did that like a year before they did that they basically did a thing that where they were just, they told everybody they were like you can you can leave and just go back to your families and like have like spend some time with them. And they like lulled everyone into this false sense of like, oh, we're not holding you here against your will. Like go and go be with your families like the opposite of what a cult normally does, which is like isolate you from your support system and make it where only they are. You can only depend on them for anything. They let everybody leave for months and they were just like, come back whenever you want. And then everybody came back and then they were like, now we kill ourselves. Um, let's hear Let's hear a little bit from the, the main man himself, the big guy, Falco. Oh, that guy, that guy that got out of the helicopter was Alberto. Oh, OK. Right. It was him. Yeah. My bad. My bad. To create something new, something never imagined before, something that this time could actually become reality. We need reality today. Therefore, it is necessary that dreams come true so that they can allow us to carry on dreaming. You see, 
See, like he has a he has a point though because like I fucking love his sweater, and you know that shit's hand woven by some some young cultist woman. Like you can't you can't get that sweater from from fucking. That's a Damon Hur original, bro. Yeah, you can't you can't get that sweater from. Dude, that shit that Walmart. shit is Damon hot. Mm-hmm. The philosophy is based on action to do. To act, to believe in what you are doing, to give meaning to things. A thousand citizens of all ages and 16 different nationalities, centers and embassies in Italy and around the world, 80 economic activities and services, all private companies, most structured as cooperatives and inspired by solidarity and ethical principles, art and craft workshops, bringing back to life ancient arts and trades. A constitution, a complementary currency system, an open university, internal schools for boys and girls. See, I, th- I think like, I think all like modern day Western hipsterism is just built off of this cult. Because these <laughs> schools, they just look like fucking Montessori schools. Like this Cult school, there's like one of these at the end of my block. And a temple's complex dedicated to humanity. Brahman Hur for me is a laboratory. It's a laboratory for the future. What we know for sure is that the future won't be like the past. We don't quite know yet what the future will be like, but we know that we cannot continue the same way as we have done before. Therefore, we must try to set. I don't think that makes sense because the whole thing about the cult is that they just they just like use ancient techniques for creating old w- works of art. Out on new ways, ways that we can live together without killing each other, without disadvantaging each other, live together in peace and in solidarity. And for this, we need experiments, experiments not only in theory, but also in practice. And here, Damanhur has a unique contribution because here people put into practice what they think. They dream, but they don't only dream. They only we also wake up and they act. And this is a unique contribution of Damanhur for our shared future. None of the things these people are saying are like, Everyday life in they're Damanhur just like... It's based on trust, kindness, and sharing. These values are so important for us that we included them in the founding principles of our constitution. A good sense of humor is also indispensable to live harmoniously with oneself and others. But that's like that's like the thing about cults, though. Like that's the thing they do is they just like they they put you in a vacuum to the point where anything you think or say is just word salad, right? Like you you know you've seen that that video of uh, the Nexium cult guy i forget his name john rainier or whatever uh talking to allison mack some kind of weird interview thing that they did where he's just saying gibberish like he's just saying something that is literally just means nothing and then she starts crying like this this gibberish that he says moves her to tears and it's like he didn't fucking say anything he just said like the light of love envelops the universe or some bullshit and she starts crying yeah it it it's so fascinating how human beings um you know we 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 look for companionship and belonging and love and a sense of belonging and if we don't find that 
anybody who gives any semblance of those sensations to us, we just crumble in front of, you know, like there's so much of this cult is just like sad, lonely people who just want to feel like they belong to something. And, oh, you, you want to paint a portrait of a Egyptian God? Dope. Do it on this wall. Also, give me all your money. Never talk to your family again. Uh, develop a new personality based on a chicken. And um, then later we're going to talk to aliens. Great. You're telling me that what I'm doing is good? Awesome. I, I also hear the aliens, I think. Maybe. Soon. I'll probably hear it soon. If I just keep saying that I hear those aliens, I will eventually hear the aliens. Yeah, listen, I, I will never I will never judge you or make fun of you for the weird things that you say and believe ever. But in exchange, you have to think that I am a ubiquitous god. That's as simple as that. Animal and plant names represent a deep contact with nature and are also a playful way to relate to one another. My name is Esperide Ananas, Sunset Butterfly Pineapple. It's not even word salad, it's fruit salad. It's fruit salad, baby. Fruit salad. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the pineapple at the end got me. Like, everything up to that was like typical, like weird hippie bullshit. Like, oh, my name is Sunshine Wolf. But the pineapple at the end got me. That got me. sunflower. Sono formica coriandolo. Ant coriander. In Damanor, we choose to live in community. Did she say that her name is Ant Coriander? Yes, she did, yeah. They call me Ant Coriander. She actually shows up later, too. She She's going to be in uh, one of the, the other videos that we watch. And it's fascinating to see how these people age and change over time because she ends up actually moving up in the cult and becoming some some somewhat of a representative and kind of a spokesperson for it after after Falco passes away. Because this video, I think, is from like 2012 or so, 2013. So around the time that he dies. I love the idea because all of the every every one of those people that just said their name, they were like pretty straightforward. Like one of them was like sunshine or something like that. And then her was, hers was aunt Coriander. And I love the idea that like, they're like, yeah, like that one girl whose name was like, who was like, was like spirit wolf, uh, sunshine pineapple. Everybody else was like, yeah, you know, we get to choose our own names and there's no like format or like structure to it. It's just like, you choose what you want and that's just kind of it. I kind of feel like Spirit Wolf, Sunshine, Pineapple went a little too far. Like she, she's that's a little extra. That's a little extra. Like even even I, even me, Aunt Coriander. I'm a, I'm like that's a little that's a little odd. In our large homes, there are communal spaces that we all share and personal rooms. Each family includes people of different ages: couples, singles, couples with children. Life together in this way. Like normal families? Because we can share diversity, experiences and dreams. There are many ways to participate in our projects as citizens or by coming to live in the valley as people of different nationalities are choosing to do. Research and its application in the field of health has always been important to the Federation's project. Damanher operates his own health service and enjoys the collaboration of doctors naturopaths, psychologists, and specialist therapists. 
Social service volunteering is very important for Damanurians. Iguana Mangrovia. That's this guy's name. 150 are blood donors, and 100 more are Red Cross volunteers. And honestly, I can't even tell if that's his hippie cult name or just his actual Italian name. Many Damanurians are also active at a political and social level. Ten years ago, we founded our own political movement called Conte per il Paese, with you for the country. We have gone from one elected councillor to 21 councillors, plus a mayor in the town of Vidraco. Man, that's terrifying. Our political movement is active not only Just in infiltrating Europe, politics but all over Italy. We collaborate with political parties and politicians engaged in the protection of social and civil rights. And we are also very active in promoting a culture of peace. Notice how they haven't talked about the aliens yet. Damanhurians consider the Earth a sentient being. That's the that's the circle. That's the circle. The cone of context. From the beginning, you don't talk about that stuff in your in your like agriculture and nutrition, uh, recruitment materials. Greenhouses and you save that stuff for when somebody's been with you for a couple months. With a natural environment. footage of farms smoking is not allowed even outdoors as a form of respect not only for human life but also for plants animals and the subtle forces of nature a notable amount of resources are invested into research and the use of renewable energy sources with low environmental impact in Damanhur, we use renewable energy technology. This choice requires extensive research into economical and ecological solutions. The technology we employ ranges from photovoltaic and solar panels to biomass heating systems that use wood from our forest maintenance programs. We also have more advanced technological solutions such as thermal heat exchange systems, which employ the heat of the ground and cogeneration that is a clever use of traditional fossil fuel sources. We drive around in that little Steve Urkel car from Family Matters. My name is Capra Karuba, Goat Carob Tree. Damanhurian economy is based on cooperation and free enterprise. Damanhurian citizens have created many businesses, the major part of which are organized as cooperatives. All right, you, you get the picture. I mean, it's just more propaganda from them at this point of like just saying the same stuff we've already seen. Um, Honestly, I'm into it, man. I'm into this cult. I'm kind of surprised that you're uh, you're into it. I, I kind of figured you wouldn't be uh, excited about the whole uh, stripping people of their individuality i mean they're just hang they're just hanging out just naming each other after fruits and shit i mean i guess you can't really you can't argue with being named after a fruit the one thing about this cult unlike most any other cult i can even think of because the thing about cults is like they're always started by like shitty failures like they're always just like a, a dude who just like sucked and and so he tries to start a cult and literally the cult is about like creating a vacuum where his mediocrity can be elevated to godness. And it's like, you know, Charles Manson, he wanted to be a musician, couldn't hack it until he like literally like forced the Be Beach Boys to like use his songs. 
and like the Gabriel of Arantia thing I was just talking about, like that's this whole, like he, he was like a musician, but he was a failure. And then he started this cult and he makes music and the music just fucking sucks. And that, that's how all these cults are. They always like, they do something, but it just sucks. And like that Nexium guy, John Rainier, whatever his name is, like his whole thing is like, he's this like master of like fucking psychology, but everything he says is just like pseudo intellectual babble. Like he's just an idiot. But like, Dom and her, like, the shit that they make is genuinely good. Like, I've never seen a cult where it's like the stuff that they do is like very impressive. So I want to show you a different recruiting video that is more modern. In this recruiting video, one, it's the cinematography is really nice. And two, the footage that they show of the temple is just amazing. Like, it looks so fucking cool. And if you don't pay attention to the fact that this woman is like, yeah, I just live in a weird sexual indentured servitude thing where I live with my ex-husband and all of his, or I live with my current husband and his ex-wife and their kids and we have a kid and it's just really weird and messy and fucked up. But other than that, like, look at these fucking paintings, bro. Let's watch that. And I, I would I'm, I would laugh if that's just word for word what she says verbatim. Well, get ready, because she's going to say every one of those words exactly. This is my tree, because every Damanhurian citizen, they choose a tree to which they connect. And so it's like a, it's like a plant friend. And I just chose. We're back to the, we're back to the hugging of plants. They, fu they fuck these trees, don't they? They fuck these trees, bro. But specifically, the thing that's fascinating about this one is that this recruitment video is aimed at Chinese, at a Chinese audience. So it's, it's the last one we saw was aimed at a Western audience. Um, where all of the Italian was dubbed into English. This recruitment video is aimed at a Chinese audience where uh, all of the video is subtitled in, um, you know, Mandarin. The Chinese recruits, they'll love the tree stuff. Mine. I came to Damaner because I was uh, driven by the concept of self-sufficiency, of sustainability in the world and of being able to grow your own things and live in harmony with the nature, which I found here. But I was even more excited to find that it wasn't only that, but under the surface, there is this big container of esoteric knowledge that made me really curious to stay in Damanhur and to go deeper to investigate what this was actually all about. Coriander. One of the things that Dominar is most known for is the temples of humankind, which is this huge underground structure that was carved by hand into the mountain here in Valcusella. 
one of the main functions of the temples and why it is built inside of the mountain is because this yeah, just, it just looks stunning. Looks amazing. And so the whole temples in itself become an access point you can use in hundreds of different ways. Like this, this is the swankiest cult the of all time. It's like going on a path. This is like the this is like the the Delta Airlines VIP lounge of cults. Damaler is a really special place. I have never found a place like this in any of my travels. I've never met that much people either in like not even in the main cities. And so this is really it's like an airport for people who are also interesting people, like scientists, artists. In Damaner we say it's a laboratory for the future because there are for sure both ancient and new technologies and practices that we need to start using in order to create a better future for humankind. So we have, for example, our I love, currency I love those. I love the little spiral rock paths that they walk into to get to the center of it to like hug a tree or like look at a fucking stone or something like that. It reminds me of when you go to a, a place like an airport or like just a, a restaurant or something like that that has like a, a huge like um, twisting line queue for when there are a lot of people, but there's nobody there. And so you just feel ridiculous because you walk through this like snaking path where there's nobody just to get to like the the register or whatever and you just feel ridiculous like that's that's what these look like when they're walking these little these little stone paths to get to like a, just a spot in the center that they could easily just walk in a straight line to get to we have our own university we have our own way of marriage and it's a place where people from completely different cultures come together and live in the same house and this is the living room where we meet this is the children, this is Tataruga, who is the mother of the children. And she is also, she is, uh, the children are also the children of my husband, so we are all living together. Me, my husband, which is her ex, uh, ex-husband, and their children. So we are like this big, uh, big family. In Damanur, people take animal and plant names as a way of recognizing that we are all part of an ecosystem. Super macro nature photography that looks like it would be at home on some National Geographic's program. Celastrina, which is this blue summer butterfly. My real name before coming was Rebecca. I come from Sweden. I grew up in Stockholm. When I finished school around 18, I really wanted to. My, my name is, my name is uh, Butterfly Spring Valley. And uh, my husband's name is Wolf Midnight. And his ex-wife's name is uh, Cuck. <laughs> I improve the world in some way. I moved uh, to Berlin to have like a life that I thought that I wanted as an artist, but it just became very empty very, very fast. I realized that I wanted to change the world with other people. I didn't want to do it myself. I searched out for communities and the first community that I found was Damaner. I 
tried to get adopted into a cult, but they didn't take me, so now I'm in this one. Been very interested in dreams. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's like that's such a that's such so emblematic of just like I feel like how all of these cults work. Like, yes, it's like lonely or isolated people who are just looking for a place to belong. Like, yes, that as well. But I also feel like there is like a runoff of people in these cults. And this kind of seems like this is her. Like, I don't think this woman is necessarily lonely and isolated and like would have trouble fitting into a normal society. She doesn't strike me as somebody who's like that. It's almost like I feel like there's a certain subsection of these cults, which are just people who are just like, they're just like culturally agnostic about life. They're just like, ah, I just want, I just want to like experience things like that whole, the whole saying of like, don't let your mind be too open or your brain will fall out. Like these people who are just like, I just love the world and I want to experience. And like somebody like that is just so susceptible to somebody coming in being like, yeah, you love earth and nature. Well, I have just the place for you. And it's not even necessarily that they're, that they're like, isolated and lonely it's just that they're so like they're just like whatever they're just like sure i'll join this cult seems seems like a gas seems like a thing to do might as well what else am i doing like we we i will say it i'm just gonna say it then the, go into the maslow's hierarchy of needs it's, it's just like this woman is not lonely and isolated and this per this cult manipulated her by pr promising to accept her for who she was this is just like somebody wandering listlessly through the world, just bored with existence. And they were just like, this seems like as good a thing as anything to do. I dreamt a lot. And so my research topic in Dammoner is about dreaming. Since in the dream world, you have no limits in the same way as you have in this reality, you can completely expand your mind and push beyond what you even thought was imaginable. When I close my eyes and go from this reality into that of the dreams, for me, it's like entering into <laughs> another you can't, you, this You can't see this, but the whole time this little recruitment video has just been kind of like footage of like nature and like filming people in their houses and filming the schools and like people walking through the woods and walking through these like little spiral rock paths or whatever, like just like almost like documentary footage. It's shot like documentary style of, of this cult. But as she starts talking about going into this dream world, it just cuts to like a fucking cinematic psychedelic fucking trip. Like she's just like, it's like this fully produced, very good looking thing where she's like on a green screen and she's in this giant like cgi cavern is it cgi or did they just shoot or whatever I, mean, I, just said CG, I just meant i just said cgi is a, i just meant like she's she's clearly like on a green screen and she and been composited into this like set and it like looks good dreaming is not an escape from the world, but it's immersing yourself so much in the world that you actually go beyond it. It's just a Bjork music video. Now she's naked in a river, and it the footage just looks stunning. 
Something that I struggled with coming to Damaner is the fear of what other people would think about me. Even before deciding to come to Damaner, I was always the one who were doing like the craziest things of my friends. But there was like a limit. When you do experiences that are crazy, it's different from taking a life choice that is crazy in the eyes of other people. This is, this is just like a Shane Carruth movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And something that I desperately want sometimes that they would understand, but I don't think that it is quite understood. And then you're awake again. A bravo production. Ivan Alito needs to stop making fucking cult recruitment videos and just like make make the next A24 banger. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um so, you know, the 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 cult itself as far as cults go, not the worst. You know, they're not out here murdering people. They're just kind of radicalizing people into doing these dedicating their life and livelihoods to furthering the religious uh, sect and beliefs of this organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it reminds me of. It's like, not, you know, not that, not that I've, that this justifies it necessarily, like joking aside of what I was saying before, like, it's not like, Oh, this isn't that bad. So therefore it's fine. But it does remind me of the fact that like what I was talking about before about this, like existentially bored people who just like, kind of like wander into a situation like this because it's just like, ah, I'm just like, I'm just, I just want to experience the world and I feel bored and this seems like it's as good a thing as any. Like, I feel like that's the the funnel for a lot of people that get into like much more toxic aspects of the new age movement where you have these people living in coastal cities in LA and stuff like that who are just really bored, they're affluent and they just have nothing to do. And then they get into this new age spirituality bullshit. And then it turns into like anti-vax, like fucking thinking that there's a conspiracy of satanic pedophiles, QAnon shit. Like that's, that's the funnel that like a lot of those people that are into that, that's what they are. They were just like bored, rich people. And then this thing came along and they were like, oh, this seems like a fun thing to do. And then, and then next thing you know, they're like fucking talking about how there's like satanic pedophiles under in the in the tunnels below new york city or whatever so at least this isn't what they're doing this isn't what they're trying to convert these people into yeah i mean they're trying to keep them away from their families to propel this machine of mercantilization of uncompensated human labor forward but you know whatever they're murdering people i guess um, but it's it's so funny to me that none of this stuff has the alien stuff in it. Like they don't talk about the aliens at all because um, it's all just like, no, we're just like human progress. We just like nature, just nature. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating what they show and what they're what they're telling people and what they're not telling people. Um, the final video we're going to watch was from a vice mini doc that was made on Demon Hoor. Uh and uh re- recently like I said previously Demon Hoor has been trying to be like we everybody here is just of their own free will no bigs you know no we don't have to like you don't have to pay into this it's cool just come and hang out 
and some of the footage they got of people like swearing to dedicate all of their life and money to the cult is pretty intense. We have a, a theory in which we have reached the highest level of both technological development and also spiritual growth. That has been a moment in the empire of... Uh, Aunt Cinnamon or whatever the fuck her name was. They apparently also befriended what sounds like ancient aliens. We have a, a special alliance with a species which is called self. And they are cosmic beings. All the temples has been created to be also a bridge with this uh, intelligent species that allow us to connect it with what? With the laws that are underlying this universe. When you talk about other intelligent being, is it outside our world as well, like Earth, I mean? Yeah, it can be absolutely. If you think all this talk of alien creatures is a bit far-fetched. So the temples, they are like spaceships. Then I'm completely with you. However, having never found a cure for my own mental health issues, I am prepared to try anything. Even cool. We can skip towards the end. Lucky for that was a dark thing she just slipped in there. I mean, but that's like the weird bad faith vice stuff where just like vice reporters go into places and they're like, I genuinely believe that this might be a real thing. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> that half of like being a vice reporter is just pretending like you're you, you are not secretly filming this person to mock them later. At, like facetiously acting like you're having an open mind about everything. Announcement. This is the most important part of our community when people choose this way of life. After a tryout period, they take an oath and join the community. I am Salamander and I swear, I swear I think well of others and give up my possessions and everything in my possession. Although we had been reassured, the material possessions were no longer required to join. We live in a world of fake news. People take the oath, swearing to give everything to Damanhur. I am willing to give my life and everything that I own to help the community and every citizen. To reach the aim that this community I would give up everything, I swear. What they just said, was that in a metaphorical sense? Or, um, no, it's, 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 it's literally... They're telling us, oh, you, you don't have to give in your possessions, oh, you don't have to give in your life to them. But what I just heard is totally the opposite. While new recruits seemingly sign their lives away, the show continues with some morph suit and harness action. At first, I'm convinced. <laughs> what is this? What is this? They're trying to convince the old. What is that? <laughs> There's just people on stage in those like just colored morph suits, like a green one and an orange one, and they're just like doing weird dances. <laughs> like. <laughs> The animal names should be fish themed. I'm feeling off center and confused. 
Perhaps I need to reconnect with the elements, and for this, I need a guide. We don't have to finish this. It's this. It you, that's that girl's name is Labrador. Yeah, she's the Labrador is the press officer. Yeah. So what would your what would your dom and her name be? Mine? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like it would be um, <laughs> mine would be chimpanzee vodka alcohol bottle succulent sunrise. You're just looking at all the things around you. You're just like Maxwell Housering right now. Yes, that's yes, yes. What was your? What would yours be? Mine would be. I already know what it is. It would be Lizardo Rodriguez. <laughs> there's there's a lizard that lives in my backyard, and I named him Lizardo Rodriguez, and that's that's just I, I that's immediately what it would be. I thought the I thought that was a joke in reference to Buckaroo Banzai with Emilio Lizardo. There's a possibility that I psych that I subconsciously cribbed Lizardo from that but no that was just I there's this lizard that we see a lot in the backyard and one day I named him Lizardo Rodriguez um yeah so there's no like big finale to this episode primarily because the cult is still around they're just quietly continuing to exist um and I think that that probably says something about the fact that it's an Italian cult as opposed to an American cult because if it was an American cult, they would be doing weird. I mean, they are doing weird shit, but they'd be doing weirder shit. They'd be like, and now we're going to assault the capitals and try and install Demonhurian leadership in parliament or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's what it always comes down to. And that's kind of what that what that guy was like, oh, this is we live in a world of fake news. Like, you know, like the gun church, like they're this church that was uh, an offshoot of the Moonies and. They act like they're just about this specific religious belief, but in reality, they're just like a thinly veiled, heavily politically motivated cult. That that's that's the thing is like they're usually these thinly veiled, heavily politically motivated groups of people. Like that's just ultimately what they always all are. Um, so it's very surprising that this particular cult has never really gotten to the place where they've become truly radicalized and started becoming a toxic force within their community that they've just kind of kept to themselves and have maintained like it, it, there's like a romantic period of cults where they're like, we're just about this very innocent ideal. And then slowly they're like, but really actually uh, black people need to be eradicated from the world because they're causing the downfall of society or like, but in reality it's because there's pedophiles and, in you know that secretly control the world or whatever like they they never really moved out of the honey the that honeymoon phase they've just maintained this like oh we're just like hanging out with nature type thing (laughs) we're just hanging out with nature and talking to ancient atlantean aliens question mark but it's really but it's really fascinating that that never transitioned into anything more heavy you know because it always does yeah, they didn't. They never had the the gun manufacturing situation, you know. I mean, they've got all these, you know, satellite facilities and large businesses, and they could have easily been like, "All right, and now we're going to enter our tank building era, like Am Shinrikyo or whatever." Yeah, yeah, Am Shinrikyo was kind of similar to this in the early stages. This idea of collecting artists and thinkers and just creating things, and then it turned into a death cult. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what. 
and we've talked about this on the show before that like this idea of like just by the virtue of being somebody who could be a cult leader, you are inherently like some kind of sociopath or psychopath. And eventually you always want to take it to that extreme. And at, you know, as the cracks in your facade start to be revealed, you become more and more volatile and violent. And at the end of the day, you would rather kill yourself and everybody that you're involved with than admit that you aren't a god or whatever. And it's just interesting that this cult never went into that direction. Like what whatever his name was, uh yeah. No, the leader of of this of of this cult of, of Dominher. Yeah, Falco. The, the he never got to that point where he's just like, you know, all or nothing. Yeah, and also the the other thing about this is because it's an Italian cult. Um, it's a little bit harder to research online because um, a lot of the stuff is not in English. Um, and it's also pretty apparent that they've gone through and like scrubbed the wikis and stuff because like the wikis are just like basic facts and they don't talk about the alien stuff. They're just like, yeah, they just love nature. They as in we, but they just love nature, bro. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. I The thing that's most fascinating to me about this is the fact that they channeled all of that energy into making those temples the underground temples are so surreal they genuinely feel otherworldly and the paintings and murals and sculptures in them are really scary to me like i've said this before of like there's something about like limited ability photoshop paintings of aliens and uh big big feats that just are so surreal and they're just fueled by the this maniacal passion that i look at them and they 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 really kind of unnerve me in, in a very specific way that doesn't it's like being in water that's too deep where you're just like i know there's something underneath this and i don't really like it yeah it's like a kind of like a weird uncanny valleyness it's kind of the way i feel about like ai generated pictures of people where you just like stare into their eyes and you're like this is not a real person and it just like kind of freaks me out yeah um that's kind of how i feel about the artwork from Demonhor, but I also like love it because it's fucking insane. Um, but yeah, my my closing thoughts are it's interesting how a cult matures when they have a real Herculean effort to occupy everyone's time, you know, building these temples underground by hand as opposed to hurting people. It's very interesting. Uh, what are what are your closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess kind of what I said before is just like it's interesting that this cult never it, it's like stayed in this honeymoon phase of like we're just about like connecting with nature and it never transitioned into like but secretly it's because we want to overthrow the government because the the liberal elite pedophiles are brainwashing us into poisoning our bodies or whatever. It just never transitioned into that. And I I would I would I, I would be very fascinated to learn why or how or what ended up happening or that didn't happen because I don't ne- I don't necessarily believe like oh they were just innocent and they just didn't want to do that like I feel like there's a very certain type of person who wants to start an organization centered around their own belief system and it always just becomes that and so why didn't that happen in this case I'd be very interested to know that tune in to episode 177. I don't think there necessarily is an answer to that. I think it's like it's 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 almost unknowable because the guy's dead and it's harder to telegraph that than it is to telegraph the reasons why you go off the deep end. Like whenever you whenever a cult ends in a mass suicide, then you can you can reverse engineer kind of what was going on psychologically there. But 
for something like this, there's really just no way of ever knowing why that didn't go in that direction. And I'm also just very fascinated by the fact that like of I think any cult I've ever heard of, this is the only one that produces genuinely interesting uh, and like good artwork or products or whatever. Usually cults are built around shitty, mediocre people that are just trying to like validate each other. And these people like made some genuinely impressive structures and pieces of art. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's very fascinating. Well, I mean, you know, Catholic Church. <laughs> like, they've made some of the most impressive cathedrals <laughs> ever. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about, like, little offshoot New Age cult things. Like, I know the, the, the joke I made before and just the idea of, like, oh, yeah, like, all religions are cults that just, like, got too big for their own good or whatever. But, like, I'm talking about, like, cult cults, like, that are built around, like, one central guy, like, coming up with a bunch of fake bullshit to elevate himself to God status. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. This has been Deep Cuts. If you'd like to uh, find me online, you can do so at heydavebaker.com. Where can people find you? You can find me deep in the Paris catacombs, searching for the five books that Dave accidentally dropped because he was so freaked out and he was like frantically pulling stuff out of his pocket and lost a fiver. I'm gonna go find it. And you can't find me on social media because I don't use social media, but if you want to pay your respects to the dear beloved Papa Pricey, you fucking know. Go to his website, dapricewrites.com. Get his book, Deadbolt Air Private Eye. You can follow us on social media, bunch of social media things. You get, you know, you know, you get it. Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.